Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line Scottish Women's Football Podcast. I am your host Chris Marshall and joining me as always, um, despite the wind and the rain and the gale and the hail, is Campbell Ferguson. How are you doing Campbell? Yeah, not too bad Chris. It was a quiet afternoon after the game's been called off but we're back here obviously on Sunday night ready to go again so let's get started. Yeah, we're recording Sunday night this week purely because there was only three games this weekend. Um, <laughs> as, as was put on the Twitter feed at the time, uh, we both had games in mind. Both those got called off. I was had enough time to readjust my sights and ended up going down to Cape Art to see Celtic against Glasgow women. Uh, Campbell had to make do sitting at home on a Sunday, which is, you know, has its pros and cons, let's be honest, Campbell. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of chatter, obviously, um, today about the fact that these games have been called off and like the, the situations behind them and it's kind of led to chat about summer football and I, I, I want to get your take on it Campbell I mean today's a bit of a freak event I think everybody can kind of agree with that in terms of the, the circumstances um, but yeah it's, it's a hard one because there's a lot of obviously keenness to make sure that safety is paramount in terms of players, fans, spectators but the game that I was at at K-Park today um, I mean it was windy but I didn't feel like I was in the middle of a, a massive storm. I will caveat that by saying that about six o'clock when I was leaving East Kilbride after doing a couple of things, it was pretty wild. But yeah, what, what was your take on how everything broke down today? I mean, I used to a bit of bad luck, obviously. Like it's The dates have been decided for a while now, and the SWF can't obviously change the weather. So it was a bit disappointing to see a lot of the games off. But again, it's, it's not as if it's their fault. I mean, there's not really too much you can do. As you say, obviously, your game went ahead. And then fourth for Coman, I was going ahead to think the weather was a wee bit better up north. But I mean, a lot of games, players, obviously, as you're saying, safety has got to be the first thing as well. And it's the travel more than anything else, I think, rather than the actual footballing conditions. As much as when you're playing the game, obviously, the wind is just horrible to play, and anyone knows, and it would require a lot of actual ball be played in the ground. But it's what you want to see. So, I mean, it works kind of both ways, but I think the players maybe deciding they're not wanting to travel or whatever else with the clubs as well, it probably works out best for them. But as we get to since the case scenario, when do these games get rearranged? Well, yeah, so let's talk about that because the, the problem we've got now is with these extra games at the start of the season, which I think we've we've come to the conclusion that these extra games are a good thing in terms of the competitive nature of, of the game and getting teams a bit more into it, as opposed to the SWPL Cup of the past, where it could be one and done. Um, it does mean now that these fixtures need to slot in somewhere, and you're looking at the, the forthcoming dates, and obviously the next three weekends are already full. Uh, you've got the, the next round, then you've got the first round of the uh, league, and SWPL and SWPL2, and then you have the last round of group stages, but then obviously you've got to fit that in. Um, the next available date is probably around about the 8th of March, but that's international time, is under-19 training camp, and Campbell, we both know that that's uh, very heavy in SWPL players in terms of who will be participating in that. The other option is obviously playing games midweek, but there's some pretty like big trips in there, Campbell. So we've got uh, Southern University against Aberdeen. Uh, that's also a fair trek. Dundee United playing Hamilton. Uh, we've got Rangers Queen's Park. That's fairly local, so that should be relatively straightforward in that respect. And Hearts and Burnham, Thistle is the same as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this fits in because... You're going to think you're not going to want to drag this out, especially when you consider that as well as the knockout stages of the SWPL Cup, you now have this SWPL plate in there as well. So it's, they're going to have more than one tournament on the go, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle this one. Yeah, I think a lot might come down to clubs, obviously. I've got players away on the international duty and just seeing some of the younger camps as well. Then 
obviously they're not going to want to play. But if there's certain teams don't have any players away, then that week of the eighth could probably be the time for them to go and yeah, go and play these games. But again, the one John mentioned that there's they're fairly close to each other, obviously that would be handy for midweek. But it's just the case of when the clubs are free as well, and obviously a lot of players when working things trying to get off to get to a game oh, it was easy, and then again having to come back. So I mean, it's it is a tough one. It'll be interesting to see how it's worked out. I think a lot of it will just have to come down to the clubs and deciding between them when they work it. But obviously, as you're saying, with the, the fixtures coming up quite like, thick and fast, it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy one for them to try and rearrange and just hopefully get it sorted soon. Yeah, I mean, the other game called off is Motherwell against Partick Thistle. Um, maybe a little bit late in the day. I know that was was early enough so that you didn't get caught in travel to try and get to the game, but maybe an hour and a half before kick-off. Uh, I know the two sides are quite close, but you never know who's trying to come to a game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the issue that you have is, is not only getting players available, it's also making sure the pitches are available for these sites as well. We already know historically that there has been some issues with kind of uh, fixture changes in terms of dates and availability of, of grounds. So, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to fill that riddle candle. I don't know about you, but um, yeah, let's let's go into the games that were on. So uh, the original plan for for myself was to go to the Rangers Queens Park. That game was called off, so I had a wee look around and saw Celtic Spartans was still on. Celtic Spartans, that's nonsense. Celtic and Glasgow Women was still on. Spartans game was on as well, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, but yeah, Celtic against Glasgow Women. Uh, Cam, we're going into this game two sides with. Yeah, they've, they've changed quite a bit recently. Obviously, Celtic have appointed Fran Alonso. Uh, some of their players are now in full-time contracts. Uh, and Glasgow women bringing in Craig Joyce and obviously going quite development heavy in terms of the players they've brought in. It was a, it's probably an intriguing tie to go to, um, given the fact that there wasn't that many around. It's probably one that still maybe had a lot of interest into it. Yeah, I mean, obviously on paper, you look at it, Celtic finishes high up in SWP or one as they did last year. And obviously, as you're saying, um, getting a new manager in, they sort of professional esque change they're going for and obviously some of the big names that they've brought in so you would look at them as the favourites for it but Glasgow women are, they're well organised under Craig Joyce and they've they've been doing well on all fronts as well recently with their new squad coming in so it's it's one where they were always going there knowing they were the underdogs but if they could put up a fight there was a chance of getting something obviously you were at the game a little more than I do but it seemed that they more than matched Celtic and as much as Celtic had more of the ball it seems Glasgow women were still kind of always in the game and never really looked like kind of falling away. So it's it's a great result for them, one that will give them confidence going into their game. Um, obviously against Spartans next week and then the league the following weekend. Yeah, I mean let's talk about the game. I just said I was there. Um, decent crowd. Um, I think obviously it was help. Uh, they were good support from Glasgow women. Have to say that they were very vocal as well. Um, Celtic probably hampered a little bit by the fact that the men's side were playing Clyde in the Scottish Cup at the same time. Um, yeah, it was a. Well, let's be honest, Campbell. It wasn't the greatest watch. I've I have had a pretty rubbish weekend of football. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my game on Saturday for for my for my love of the game as opposed to recovering it um, was not particularly great, and this one wasn't brilliant either. Um, Celtic started with three of their new signings: Lisa Robertson, um, Sarah T. Garden, and Jody Bartle. Um, but I thought Celtic were just they lacked a little bit of tempo. Um, there wasn't much pace, pace about what they were doing. I mean, they created chances, but nothing was really stand out. And uh, Natalie Doherty, who was playing in goals for, for Glasgow Women, um, really kind of fended everything off really well. I thought Glasgow Women were very well organised. I think bringing in Joe Addy from part of this has been a really good signing for them. She brings a bit of experience to what is a very young squad. Uh, and they have players like Lucy Ronald and Carson McGlinchey, who I know uh, Craig Joyce, who I spoke to after the game, um, was has high hopes for as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, Celtic half-time, 0-0. Uh, 
Uh, Franola did change it up a little bit. He, he brought on Summer Green, um, and she certainly brought something to the party. She was a bit more direct, added a bit of movement, which is maybe a little bit lacking up top. Uh, but Sarah Ewan's coming later as well. And I think one of the things that was interesting um, speaking to Fran Alonso kind of after the game, um, which I'm going to let you listen to uh, in a wee second, uh, is that it was. Um, it was a case of maybe still a little bit of a developing work in progress, but full time now, now Campbell, uh, it's not. It's probably not the start for Anna Alonso would have wanted to sell to, to sell to career in terms of competitive action. No, I mean, listen to him, yeah, your interview with him earlier on as well. He seems sort of he said himself he was disappointed, and you can see why. Obviously, I mean, they're coming in there with high hopes, Celtic. All these changes that they're announcing at home to a team in the division below, there's a chance they won't get off to a great start, and obviously we're sort of. Maybe a bit lethargic. You're expecting that though at this stage of the season. Obviously, with teams trying to gel together as well, so it was it was never going to be as easy as maybe people would have thought. But they were still disappointed not to have picked up the three points there for Glasgow Women. Obviously, it's one where again they went in, they've saw it as a free hit almost. Even speaking to Craig uh, a few weeks ago, that was the case of where it was just a case of getting their players to gel. And obviously, it's working early doors. I know it's the first competitive game, but we've had some good results in pre-season as well. So it's. It's one that Celtic will be disappointed with. Glasgow are obviously going to be happy with it, but it's that sort of so rusty start, maybe both sides that you're possibly expecting at this part of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I spoke to Fran Alonso after the game today, so um, by the way, have you listened to that just now? Fran, first competitive game of the new season, uh, now now against Glasgow. What's your thoughts on the game? Well, we are very disappointed. Uh, uh... Of, the, of their soul and, and of the performance as well, especially the first half. I think we were very slow, very predictable. Um, I think we fixed it. We start much better the second half. The win played a big part as well. It was difficult uh, for their game plan. was probably easier because they were much more direct than just clear and the, the win helped. For us, that we try to, to play, we have most of the possession, then it was, it was a little bit difficult. Um, and we didn't read well enough uh, the, the game, especially the first half. So, obviously, we got a, as well a few uh, very important players for us missing. Uh, we couldn't start with other uh, very, very important players because they are you know, tied from all these weeks of training. We are now suffering the transition from part-time to uh, full-time. So... There is an increase on load. Um, it's only our uh, third and a half week together, so it's not like a full precision yet. So, so yeah, I could see that today. Um, between the win, the opposition, that make it difficult for us, and, and our lack of uh, quality in the final third, especially. In the second half, we got so many chances, but we didn't manage to put them away. So, yeah, that make uh, a nil-nil that for us is a very, very uh, disappointed result. Especially, you know, at home, we wanted to uh, start the decade with a win in front of our fans, something to celebrate, and yeah, they couldn't celebrate the, the the win, and they couldn't celebrate a good performance because we didn't play well today. Yeah, you mentioned the transition, obviously, from semi-pro to professional, and now the squad slightly split in that regard. As a as a coach, how do you manage that with some players, obviously, on full-time contracts, and then some players not not on those at the moment? It's very difficult. It's very challenging because. Uh, Obviously, we have to train more times. Uh, we have to accommodate as well some evenings for the players that cannot train in the morning, uh, which means these evenings, that would mean you are massively overloading the players that are training in the morning, so it's very challenging. Uh, so we are doing some modified training for some players. Uh, we use uh, 
I don't know, we do a possession, so we use some floaters, some players that got bigger load. It's very, very challenging. So we spend hours planning training sessions, uh, but it is what it is, and, and we are happy that, that we got the support of the club and we are in this transition. So I think it's a, it's a good thing. Um, and the fact that it's challenging doesn't mean that we are not enjoying it because we are. So, so yeah, we are still getting to know each other, and I know we are going to be... Uh, so much stronger very very soon. This is only the beginning and obviously not the not the result we wanted, but I think we are still uh, can take a lot of positives from the game. So you, you, there is uh, six academy players playing today. Um, three of them started the game. Uh, another three came on. So you know there are all 16, 17 very very young girls, and we show that we you know we we have faith in them and we believe in in how the club are doing things as well at youth level so some positive things but obviously the main thing for us was to get the three points and we failed to do that so um, we will review the game tomorrow and try to try to correct things especially for me composure and, and lack of uh, clinical clinicality or, or lack of quality in, in, in the final third yeah, I mean, the next game is away to St. Johnson, another SWPL side. What's, what's been your take of the level that you've seen so far since you've come up, obviously, been at Lewis previously in the Championship? Uh, yeah, it's obviously, it's, it's very difficult to so defend. In football, defend is much easier than attack. Um, so, you know, we, we know that teams, uh, some teams are going to come here and are going to defend, like they did today, a very good defensive job. Uh, you know, defend with numbers, defend with aggression, with tactical free kicks all the time, and, and it's difficult. It's difficult because they break the tempo in so many ways. I don't know how many free kicks we got today against, but it was a lot. So it was difficult for us to get into a tempo with all this stop. Uh, so many injuries as well. Again, you know, heart rates go down, so it's difficult. Um, but you know, it's, it's also uh, we like to have the ball, and when you got the ball, then you can. Uh, you know, work with, with with different patterns, and, and this is what we will do. So far, we have been focusing on different on different aspects of the game uh, in these previous three weeks. But now we will start to focus as well in, in what we do in the final third, in our rotation, which we haven't have time to work yet. So, so yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm still as uh, confident as I was before the game. As we are going to have a very very good season. I really like the team, uh, and you know, it's just a. A performance. I wouldn't say a very bad performance, but it's a performance that is not as good as we wanted and as good as, good as we uh, should. You've uh, brought in Lisa and Jodie from the Championship and uh, Summer and Sarah as well. Is there any more additions you're looking to make to the squad for the season? Um, yeah, she's so starting now, but in terms of the, the league campaign. Yeah, so obviously uh, Sarah Tigan played today. Uh, Tigan played today the whole game. Uh, Summer got uh, a little bit tightness, so we, we couldn't start her, but this is a very, very important player for us. Uh, so we got her uh, uh, in the second half. Um, then, obviously, Jody has her debut as well, and we will uh, incorporate um, a couple of girls. One is coming this week, uh, and the other, hopefully, as well this week, next week latest. And there are two players that are going to increase massively uh, the quality on the team. So, so yeah. Um, is is exciting, and I can promise our fans that, that you know uh, our football will get so much better than what what they seen today. I mean, I don't think it was a terrible performance. Uh, I think we were some bit good, some good sets of play, uh, but yeah, uh, they didn't see goals, which at the end of the day is the most exciting thing to see. So uh, we will make sure we put this right. Uh, 
next game. Yeah, Campbell. So um, for Alonso there, I think one of the interesting things he said at the end of the game was that Celtic are looking to bring in a couple more reinforcements. He suggested one was coming this week. Um, obviously, you haven't really seen Celtic up close personally yet, but in terms of what you've known about how their, their kind of pre-season has gone, do you do you still feel like they're, they're definitely in the position to kind of challenge Glasgow City? Yeah, they can keep up the sort of form they had last season, obviously, then there's no reason why they can't. They've brought in some good players, as you're saying there, and they've had these the, the spell in pre-season there in Gran Canaria as well, building that sort of um, morale and things like that in the squad. So, I mean, it's it's one that I think once Celtic get going in the league and if they can start off with a win, obviously it's against Glasgow City, it'll be a really interesting, interesting game to start the season, then of course they can challenge up the top end, but they'll need to obviously improve on, as you're saying, what they've come out with today. But... I think it is just that same, but it will just be rusty and try to get to know each other a bit, still try to get the new tactics for the manager as well. So I don't think Celtic will have too many problems. I've been up the top half of SWP or one this season, but we'll certainly be looking to go to a better start in the league than they did in the Cup this afternoon. Yeah, and I think one of the other interesting things that Fran said was he was talking about juggling the, the semi-professional and professional players and how he, he makes them work going forward. So I think there's still a little bit of feeling out process going on with Celtic. They may be a little bit further behind than I think a lot of us thought. Uh, but yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on. As you say, I've got no doubt they'll be in the top half of the SWPL uh, one come the end of the season. But yeah, I think they, they're very much a work in progress. But I think, to be honest with you, Campbell, the plaudits need to go to Glasgow women. They've brought in a lot of players. I mean... I named a couple of them earlier on, but has there been any player that you're particularly looking forward to seeing Glasgow win, uh, in a Glasgow women's shirt this season? I mean, you mentioned all the younger players coming in, obviously they're the ones sort of going forward, but I think Joe Addy was in a lot of plaudits this afternoon. You mentioned already yourself as well, where she's that, just that experienced head and that can make all the difference and, and I think it will do in the league because a lot, of, a lot of teams are full of young players there. So she'll be one that's crucial, I think. But Lucy Ronald's another one you mentioned. She has been impressive for Glasgow City, obviously, when she was um, at the development side last year. And then again in training when I was there a few weeks ago, was another player that looked very sharp. So there's, there's certainly a lot of good young players they've got there. They will cause teams problems and again, they'll gain some confidence from getting a draw there against a side of Celtic stature as well. So it's it'll be interesting how they got on this season and as we mentioned in the preview pod, I think they could be perhaps maybe a dark horse for pushing up to the top half of that division this season. Yeah, as I said, I was very impressed with how, how well organised they were. They even had a chance to nick it towards the end. Um, substitute Taylor Fisher was putting clean through. Celtic were really pushing for it and were maybe getting a little bit scrappy in terms of their, their shape and formation and how they were approaching approaching the, the Glasgow women goal. Uh, but it did leave a lot of space at the back and there was one of the balls over the top. Taylor Fisher got in the end of. She kind of snatched at it a little bit. Um, she had a lot more time than she probably realised. She'd have support coming in uh, through the middle as well. But yeah, a great point for Glasgow women. I spoke to one of those players who just mentioned, Lucy Ronald, um, and she was delighted. Uh, Lucy, point today against Celtic, pretty happy with that? Yeah, delighted. Uh, it was a massive game and we knew coming here it was going to be such a tough test and I think the girls have been an absolute credit to themselves and put in a really good performance. Um, with the SWPL Cup, it now gives an opportunity for teams like Glasgow Women to play SWPL one sides. Is that something, as a player, that you look forward to? Yeah, it's a great experience and it's great to see the level that we want to be at. And I think we never looked out of place at all today, so that was really positive. And in terms of, obviously, the squad coming together over the course of the winter, lots of new faces, how's it been kind of integrating everybody? I know there'll be some players that you'll have known beforehand um, coming in there. Yeah, it's been really good. There's been a core of girls... Um, that have moved and then new girls coming in and we've all got on really well. I think it's going to be a really great uh, group of girls for the season. Uh, next up you've got Spartans. Uh, again, another SW, SWP. I can never get that right, by the way. An SWP on one side. Um, what's your thoughts ahead of that game? 
Um, yeah, it's another tough test. We played them in a pre-season friendly last week, so um, we know what they're about. So, yeah, hopefully we can go on and put another really good performance in. And in terms of yourself, looking forward to this season, obviously first team football, looking at a club, looking at an established first team, uh, you're looking forward to the season as a whole? Yeah, of course, playing first team football, that's what I, where I want to be, and yeah, I'm excited for the, the season. In terms of Craig Joyce and, and the job he's coming, kind of coming to do, it's a... It's it's a it's a tough. It's, it's how do you well? I mean, as you can tell, I'm struggling with the words for this one. But uh, how how do you pitch the kind of job that Craig Joyce has to come in and do now for for the season for Glasgow? I mean, there's also a lot of change going on there as well. As we're saying, you know, a lot of the players um, from the city development side there as well. But it's one where they're probably they're not expecting maybe themselves to go and push on for the league right away, but they certainly think there is the chance they could get them promotion if they go for it. So it's one where they don't seem to be worrying that they'll be down near the bottom end of the table, but they, it's a case of how far up they want to push. I mean, it's a job, I think, where he's come in and Glasgow are just trying to get to that way of where they're, they're playing their own brand of football and it's actually a, a football that people want to come and watch. And I think, as you're saying, if they're getting results like they do today, then people may come and do that. You mentioned, they mentioned, sorry, there was a vocal support for them as well this afternoon. So it's one where they'll be looking to get them, if they can finish as high up that table as possible and then perhaps strengthen in the following seasons if they don't go up themselves. So it'll be, it's quite a strange one, but I think he will, Craig is a very good appointment for it. And if he can keep, um, sort of take some of the success he had with the Glasgow City development side, then there's no reason why Glasgow women can't have a very good season as well. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the only sour note um, for, for Craig um, today was a couple of injuries, one to Tara McGonagall and one to Carson McGlinchey. Um, I spoke to Craig after the match to get his thoughts on, on the results, very happy, and also to get an update on those two players, and here you go. Um, point today against Celtic, are you happy with the, the result? I think you've got to be, um, considering the calibre of the club, um, that Celtic are Celtic, are a fantastic teammate, so um, to take a young group like that and and play the way we did uh, and defend because a lot of people say that my teams really don't know how to defend so I think we were up against it quite a lot not just with the weather with the quality that Celtic have got and I thought the girls were outstanding Yeah I mean it was a, it was a really solid display of kind of through the team you've obviously brought in a lot of players over the course of the winter yeah. how do you think they've all kind of come together and obviously this being the first competitive game Aye I think everybody that's heard me doing interviews or asked me questions they get the same answers off me and it's not a badness it's just that uh, they need to gel they're a brand new team, they're, they need time to gel for the game so, and, and for the, the season ahead, it's a long season, so gelling them was first and foremost and, and getting the results was the next part of it and the day was a good day for us, um, don't get me wrong, I think if it was another day then Celtic might have done something differently but um, the day was good for us. Uh, next up you've got Spartans, um, they defeated St Johnson 1-0 today, um, slightly different challenge obviously, another SWPL one side, yep. is that one you're looking forward to? Aye, I think I've got to look forward to every game that we've got, um, especially the cup games, I think this is a nice wee added bonus for us, um, definitely Spartans are a good side as well, they've got some great players so you've got to look forward to these games. A um, couple of injuries, obviously, today. Yeah. Um, is anything, I know they both had to get carried off. Is it anything serious? Or uh, still I think Tara was her ribs, so she's had a wee niggle in there for a while, and I think she just took a whack on it, so that was an impact one. But Cassie's is a... We didn't know if it was her knee or her ankle at first, so we need to try and get that assessed and, and see how that goes. And She's a massive player for us, so hopefully she's all right. Yeah, because she just kind of went down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the, there, the, yeah, the two of them are really big players for us, so hopefully the two of them are... Uh, are well and ready to go for the next game. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, mate. I was trying because people keep running after.
Right, Campbell, so um, a point for Glasgow, uh, Glasgow City, a point for Glasgow women and Celtic. Um, Spartans against St. Johnson was also on, on in Group A, so we actually had a full fixture card in that group. Um, one win for Spartans, uh, probably a lot tighter than maybe we thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, perhaps. I mean, Spartans have had faced a couple of SWPL sides, FPL2 sides as well, in pre-season, and they've all given them a good game, so there's maybe not as big a golf as some people think there, but <clears throat> Again today, I think it seemed to be the sort of game where the wind really was playing a lot of pro- uh, causing a lot of problems for both sides. Where both are trying to play as much football as you can, obviously you have to. And it seems like speaking to some people that were at that game as well, that one goal was maybe going to do it for either side. And obviously, in the end, it did. It was a good header for the goal. But um, yeah, Spartans will be happy that they got the points, especially with Celtic. Obviously, not managing to beat Glasgow women. And hopefully next week when they can get onto some games, where uh, get some weather, sorry, where they can actually then go and play more than an actual game, maybe be able to judge these sides better. So it's one way St. Johnston will be pleased that they've went up well against the side in the division above and was disappointed, obviously, to go and lose it. Whereas Spartans, they'll be happy to get that good start. And then they're away to Glasgow Women next week. And if they can win that, then it would be setting them up very well for going into the final game against Celtic. But it'll be, it will be an interesting game to see. It's one of that next week up at Peter's Hill. So curious to see both Glasgow Women as you say, they've done well this afternoon, as well as Spartans, so it'll be, it's a game I'm looking forward to, and hopefully Spartans can kind of push on and show some of that good football that we saw last season. Yeah, so Becky will be getting the winner about 10 minutes from time for Spartans, but yeah, I think I think what is, it's been proven already is that Spartans getting a win could prove to be very important, the Celtic obviously dropping points to Glasgow women, and I think, as you might quite literally say, that Glasgow women against Spartans game next week has got another layer of interest in it, given how, how both sides perform this week. Um, there was one other game, Campbell, uh, for for Farmington taking on Kilmarnock uh, at Station Park. Finished 2-0 to 4 for Farmington. Uh, SWPL1 against SWPL2. Uh, has it kind of gone to the form book at this early stage in the season, it's probably fair to say? Yeah, I mean, for, for all those, we're going to have the edge against them with the Spartans game just because they're in division above. But I think, from again, speaking to folk that were at the game, it was perhaps where neither side was at their best and obviously it's two goals that Spartans have come um, for, for sorry have scored defending perhaps not the greatest but at the same time it was always going to be tough with the weather and I know a lot of teams it's a long trip for Kilmarnock up there as well which doesn't give them um, any advantage there so it was it seems to be again one of these games where the weather has caused a lot of havoc but for probably deservedly coming out on top but perhaps not performing to the levels that either side really could have done yeah, I mean, credit. Obviously, these games were very difficult today. I, I cut, obviously, the the conditions worsened throughout the day, so I actually think the games that did get on probably got on just in time in terms of making sure it was still something that could still pass as a as a game of football. Um, as I said, when I was driving back to to my flat, um, it, it was raining sideways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I was quite glad to the fact that uh, the game was done by that point. But yeah, a good start for, for Farmington. Obviously, that's a, a group that we've got quite a lot of interest in because Motherwell and Partick Thistle were, are in there as well. Um, so yeah, we, three games done. We, we've still got five to to kind of figure out in this first round of fixtures, whether they, when they happen. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, how it goes. But Campbell, there was some uh, championship action as well today. I think probably two results stuck out for me, and that was Livingston and Inverness, both putting a strong foot forward in terms of laying a marker down, uh, both top of the league now. Livingston 12-1 against Edinburgh City. We obviously did a wee feature on the leading the line site. Um, that's a pretty strong statement to start off the season with. Yeah, Livingston have made a lot of moves, obviously, since forming uh, over the summer there. 
Um, Rachel Walkinshaw was a big a big signing for them from Hearts as well and was one of the crucial players for them in that game today. They've been very good getting a lot of um, a lot of coverage as well from local media and things and across the social media and it's proven that they can do it on the park as well. I mean, it's a fantastic win for them and they get a 12 win, a 12 nothing win on the opening day is going to be doing wonders for their conference and it's a great start for them, obviously. It puts them top at this early stage and looking at the squad there, there is, there is no reason why they can't be at that top end of the table and the results like today, you can see why people will always see Livingston as a tough place to go and a tough side to face. Yeah, I saw some of their uh, pictures from social media and it looked wild there as well, so fair play to, to both sides for getting there. And a shout out to Edinburgh City as well, another team brand new to the, the women's football setup this season. Obviously maybe just a little bit further to go than Livingston just now in terms of kind of breaking into that, that next tier. And Inverness 7-1 is against Westlake. I mean, Inverness, they, they shocked, uh, well, it depends how you view a shock, I suppose Campbell when they, they knocked out um, uh, Hutchinson Rail last season in the Scottish Cup. And it's good to see like maybe some recognisable names, certainly at least having a go at, at being kind of a force in women's football. Yeah, I mean, I saw Inverness in the next round of that cup last year uh, through in Motherwell um, at Ravenscraig there, and they didn't really play too badly as a 5 nothing scoreline that day sort of suggested. And I think up north, obviously, last year, they were kind of making their way and we're the sort of the main team as Inverness are in general up that way. So it's a great win for them today. I saw a couple of their goals too. And they look like the sort of side that is going to be challenging up the top end of that table. Obviously, they're very well run as well. It seems very similar to Livingston, obviously just further up the country. So it's a great win for them as well to start the season. And they'll be another side that's looking to stay at that top end of the table for as long as they can. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's worth remembering that Inverness were one of the sides offered the opportunity to go into SWPL too. And they kind of held back on that at the moment, I think that in itself is commendable because there was a realisation that maybe they weren't quite ready yet for that stage. So yeah, I think uh, the Championship certainly is going to be something to keep your eye on. Uh, probably just keep an eye on it once we get fixtures getting played more regularly. Uh, but I think that wraps up for this week. It's just a quick podcast. This is why we recorded it on, Tuesday, um, on a Sunday night because there's, there's only been three games and we were only able to get to one of them. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. As always, um, please make sure you tell people about this podcast, share it, uh, give it some five stars. Big Jean gave it five stars. She gave it on the website, um, which is awesome. I, I don't know if it helps anywhere in terms of uh, iTunes or Google Music. So if you're on them, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, they're all there. Whack some stars on it and spread the word. Um, we've been getting some more player content up on the site and we continue to hope to do that and hopefully get some more player and coaching podcasts too. But for now, Campbell, thanks very much for joining me. Thank you. Hopefully you get to get to our game next week and we will be back again some point soon. Um, thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Make me smile